a choice right now, right now, between fear and love. It's just a run. Out of the dark night of ignorance and into the shining light of truth. Expounding reality. A population of citizens capable of critical thinking. We don't see things as they are, we see them as we are. There's a, a level of reality where everything dissolves into an ocean of energy. We empower our experience by insisting on our authenticity. That's very profound. Very Expanding reality. Welcome to Expanding Reality. I am your host, Brandon Thomas. On this episode, guys, we have William Lawrence, and he, of course, created Bent Light, which is quantum communication, discovering the unknown through quantum communication. And it is awesome. You guys are absolutely going to love this. He has created a device. It's all scientifically proven, and he is changing the game as far as communicating with extraterrestrials, uh, the paranormal phenomena and, of course, his contention, like we all have been sharing recently, is that it's all connected. And it is fascinating. You're absolutely going to love this conversation. He does an incredible job. So just wanted to shout out William up top here. Also, uh, check the show notes for his Bent Light, uh, which is his website, his Facebook, of course, all the ways to find him, guys. You're going to be blown away by his research, by his articles, his presentation, just everything about it. Can't can't brag on this guy enough. He's He's amazing. So before we get to the interview, guys, uh, let's talk about our affiliate. So check down uh, for our resource links in the show notes there. For Food Forced Abundance, of course, get your freedom from fear on. Uh, Libsyn, if you would like to start your own podcast, that link will give you two months free. Amazon, if you're going to buy any damn thing at all on Amazon, go ahead and run it through our link. It helps the show, right? Uh, also, uh, Opus, if you guys have had any sort of paranormal experience, any abduction phenomena, something that you can't explain, missing time, any of that good stuff, check the link down there for Opus, the Organization for Paranormal Understanding and Support. They're fantastic, and they can definitely help you out. Also, while you're down there, guys, check out expandingrealitypodcast.com. Damn it, we've been doing a lot of work over there. So go check it out. Uh, totally free to sign up. If you guys want to sign up, if you don't, just navigate around and check the thing out. Uh, also, our offerings, if you want to help the show or aid the show in any other way, if you're like, God, I've been sharing the hell out of it, I just want to help, uh, there's ways to do that on there, guys. Uh, you can do the $7 a month plan for our premium membership, uh, Expansive Insiders, as well as there's an offering for, uh, if you want to toss your boy here a million dollars, I will actually take you out for go-karts and uh, mini golf for the day. So just uh, an offering up there. If you guys want to take me up on that, come on. All right. So without any further ado, let's get to this incredible conversation, guys, with William Lawrence. All right, ladies and gentlemen, an extremely special episode. We have William Lawrence hanging out with us. William, how are you today, brother? I'm doing great. Happy to be on. Excellent, excellent. Well, I am super pumped to speak with you, my friend. Uh, your work is incredible. Actually, shout out De- Debbie Jardin, who uh, connected me with you, and she is a listener. Shout out, Debbie. Thank you so much. And uh, she reached out and said, you've got to check out William's work. And man, I did. And here we are. Fascinating, fascinating, fascinating. So before we get into it, uh, if you don't mind, sir, for my audience that's not too familiar with you, do you mind just letting us know who you are? Yeah, I'm William Lawrence. And what I did is I made a discovery back in 2015 
a with a device that I invented to analyze the solar spectrum of the electromagnetic spectrum of our star, the sun. I've been doing this for approximately seven years, and I've gathered overwhelming evidence of messages hidden in the quantum information of entanglement with our star, the sun. And you could find most of my information on my website at bentlights.com. And right now we'll try to discuss some of the things that I cover. And I'm looking forward to this conversation. Well, hell yeah, same. And I'm going to be linking all of the ways, of course, to find you. So uh, tell us about Bent Light. What is that? So Bent Light is exactly what it says, light being bent. So what I discovered years ago back in 2015 is that I was earlier before that 2011 I was trying to make a rainbow on a black refrigerator and I had a digital camera older version of a digital camera and I took a photo of the rainbow and by zooming into the digital photo I seen things like anomalies that shouldn't appear like three men on horseback sitting on a hill with an Indian cross in a creek with a hanging pole. I seen a woman opening the gate to a cemetery and you can see trees and bricks in the background. I seen an army soldier with a bazooka on his back. And I just seen many unknown anomalies all within a little teeny piece of the spectrum. So then years later in 2015, my mother found the camera and she sent it to me. And then I remembered what I did in 2012. And I was like, let me try to do this again. And in creating the device, I use water to create the the spectrum the rainbow that i need and then i use a water bottle with a concave lens on the bottom with an inch of water inside i project the light from the sun through the water out of the convex lens and onto a small black piece of metal steel on the black metal steel is where i'm photographing the light after it is processed demodulated by the water in the spectrum and what i'm able to do is fully focus onto non-physical entities, physical entities. And I also found an advanced form of reptile. So this is when I realized that it was related to extraterrestrial because in the beginning, I was only developing an experiment to communicate with ghosts. And what I found was it's not just ghosts, it's extraterrestrials. Well, that, that's going to be a great place to start. Let's say this, what, why did you want to contact ghosts in the beginning? I've always felt the presence of energy. And back in those days, there was a show called Ghost Hunters that I watched a lot. And uh, I used to do my own ghost hunts. And at the time I was actually out doing investigations and um, old psych wards in Long Island and just pretty much cemeteries, anywhere I could find the energy. And anytime I would go, I would always capture something unexplained. So then while I'm watching the show, I was also thinking about communicating with ghosts. And then I realized what I did back in California when I was living there with that rainbow experiment is I seen things that didn't belong there. So then by recreating the experiment, my mind, I was thinking that ghosts were going to be able to communicate and talk or we would be able to see them with the experiment that I developed. And on the very first day of the experiment with the equipment that I explained, I captured something that truly shocked me when it was a full figure of a non-physical human spirit, the soul, which some are claiming looks identical to me, which could be my own consciousness outside of my body. Now, in doing that and capturing that on the very first experiment, 
I continued this work. If I did not capture anything when I went out that first day with the sun in my device that I built, I may not be where I'm at now. So for some reason, it worked the first time I tried it. You know, the it's, experiment. So, it's so interesting. It's, it's fascinating, man. Uh, so what makes you think that it was your consciousness and not a reflection of you in the image? At this time, I'm not sure who it is. It could be anything. All I know is that when you overlap my face with this face, you see similarities and it's a non-physical. So what you're seeing, you're not seeing a human body. You're seeing like a spirit energy. It's, it's blue. It's white. It has his shoulder blades. His nose is very defined. Um, his lips, his eyes, his ears, his head. He has no hair. A lot of the non-physical humans that I found and the physical humans, they were all bald. And this is back in 2015. In 2018, I ran the experiment again. And the bald guy now had a full head of hair and a full beard. And that was the first time I've witnessed hair in this, in this new experiment with the light particles from our sun. Damn. Uh, why do you think that non-physical entities resemble human beings so much like like you described with a head shoulders legs bipedal all that kind of stuff why do you think that they mirror our image and they don't look like something like an octopus or something for since the beginning of time there's over 4600 religions on this planet with over five to six major religions and they all interpret that a god they all interpret when we die our spirit leaves our body and goes somewhere but where we don't know, um, there's no way to prove it. But what we're seeing here with this experiment is uh, we're seeing what has been interpreted for thousands of years, but we're seeing spirits, we're seeing ghosts, we're seeing people like us. So this is going to shed light over what has been interpreted as religion. We are now finding a physical way to see it. So we're communicating with spirits, ghosts, and other realms. So is it where our soul goes after we leave earth it's a possibility i'm not going to say it's it is or it isn't but there's a good possibility we're touching with that area of our universe or dimension or whatever you want to call it okay so let me ask you this let's say that there was like five humans on the planet and it's early days of hominid beings here and uh like there's five people total okay and then one dies one just happens to die off uh, and then they see a ghost running around is would there be more bipedal humanoid type ghosts that they would have seen in your opinion because i know there's no way to verify this right but in your opinion would there be like what would that look like that scene where there's just five humans one dies is there now the first ghost, the first human ghost, let's say? Well, there's not an age on consciousness. And like you're saying, there's no way to prove it if it was there. But what we're able to do now is see it now through experiments and new quantum technology that's being developed. Once we understand this non-physical realm of spirituality or these ghosts, these spirits or angels or however you want to call them, once we understand and unlock that technology, there is possibilities that the information that's been passed on for thousands and thousands and thousands of years, all of our ancestors could either A, still be in heaven, 
and we can communicate with the people that have lived back 10,000 years ago. We could talk to them and hear their true experiences because right now they're still existing, but they're not here on this planet. This goes into reincarnation. If some of them decided to come back, say you lived 10,000 years ago and now it's um, 5,000 BC and you said, let me just pop down to earth. I could use consciousness and the spirit to wherever I'm at to transfer my consciousness down to earth. And therefore I would become physical again in a different time period. This could prolong and continue. So now we don't have a record how far it goes back. Is it reincarnated? We do not know yet. We can't prove it. But in the end, what we're finding is this. Once we communicate with them, once we talk to them and ask them questions and sit down like I'm talking to you and you're talking to me, when we could sit down and video communicate with this other realm, the non-physical spirits, ghosts, angels, we can ask them the questions and then they could give us the answers to the question you just asked me because I don't have that answer. Yeah. Uh, and it's a silly question, but it's something that and as you were explaining it about coming in and inhabiting uh, from a reincarnation perspective, this is very interesting to me because then let's say that you are one of those five people and no one's died yet, but you still see a humanoid ghost. What that could be is some sort of time loop or some time stamp because we're all kind of existing in the same plane or realm or dimension. And therefore, everything that's happened here has happened here already, even in the future. And so therefore, maybe the first spirit they saw, if no one had died yet, would be a future, let's sort of say like a time replay or like a loop. But it's really from a future event that hasn't happened yet. This is what's crazy to me. And to what you said about the coming down into a body, this is also interesting. The question then I would have for that would be, like, let's say that when people uh, have had and report abduction experiences, what they will say is that the greys or these, you know, um, aliens consider us vessels and several people have reported this. So what's interesting about that is if you're a vessel, then basically it's just like to the idea that this is just a ride and that you're basically just inhabiting an avatar or a car that's always been here at this time doing this thing. You're just tuning into the vibration of it to experience what it's already chosen and experienced. So do you think that there's anything to that, that there's actually some sort of spirit that comes in and that everything has happened here exactly the way it's supposed to forever? And that really, I mean, this would call into question free will, because now if you're just inhabiting a vessel that's already played this game or, you know, performed this part, then really that's what you're doing. And therefore, any discoveries you make aren't yours because they've already been made or any Thing you experience, you're just experiencing from the perspective of the physical entity or this avatar that's choosing to run around here. It's kind of this weird paradox, right? Like you have to inhabit the body to experience it, but really you're not doing any of it because it's already been done. And this is where the idea that like time doesn't exist kind of a thing. I know that was crazy and convoluted. Do you, do you have any thoughts on any of that? I do actually. And Every physical body born into this world is a new body with a new mind and everything is constantly evolving. So perhaps our brains as well are evolving or the neurology part inside our brains and in the neurons that communicate using visible light frequencies, they, they use electrons and light. Um, at the beginning of conception, when two people are having a baby. When the sperm enters the egg, there's a flash of light, a white light. 
this flash of light is what I'm predicting to be the moment that consciousness or the spirit or soul, this energy form is transferred into the body, that flash of light, because light is the communicational way of communicating information faster than the speed of light using quantum entanglement, what Einstein referred to as spooky action at a distance. And what we're discussing is non-physical ghosts and quantum entanglement is a non-physical form of communication that can defy the laws of physics and communicate anywhere in the universe. So using light, natural light, that flash of light in the conception of an egg is a natural light source. Our sun is a natural light source. Somehow information is being transferred in that moment where the consciousness enters the body. Now, back to if we were looking at ourselves in the future or in the past, there's no knowledge of that completely at this time, but our, our bodies are biological machines used to host consciousness. Now, when people make discoveries in nature, physics, what they're able to do is see or explain something that hasn't ever been explained before. This moves us forward in our technological advancements. And in doing this, now I'm coming out claiming I developed a device to see this new field of physics, non-physical ghost spirits communicate with other realms. Through this new quantum communication technology, consciousness and the spirits are able to be transferred anywhere in the universe instantaneously. This is new technology that has never been discovered before, but now scientists are starting to, to see it for the first time. They're not seeing it in the clarity, but they're starting to dig where the, the bridge between souls after they leave Earth and humans on earth. So what we're looking for is that medium in between. We're looking to be able to, to observe and see and communicate with our own consciousness or consciousness of others outside of the human body, wherever their source may be. And this is how we connect everything. This is what's so fascinating about this idea. And we've talked about quantum physics on the show quite a bit as far as how it relates to exactly what you're saying, spooky action at a distance. Now we have discussed it in light of healing ancestor trauma, right? So basically the idea goes that whatever you heal with yourself now, let's say that your whole family has been alcoholics, right? But if you're able to beat that demon of alcoholism and you're able to say, okay, this stops with me, what really based on this information about the quantum physics is this trickles out into everything. You heal your entire you know, a generational line. And this is what generational trauma is all about. Like you've had this trauma, 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 alcoholism, 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 all the way through your family. And there's a wonderful saying that um, it happened in my family until it happened to me. And this is what this entails. But even bigger than this, let's say as a kid, something happened to you and you're able to take your now and affect something in you that transfers back to your past through this idea. I mean, this is the science. This is where the woo-woo comes in, but this is the marrying of the two. And I think you're very close to this. And this is something I want to get to in a minute. But what you're able to do is you're able to heal your child self to where ideally it never happened because it doesn't affect you now. And it would have to affect you now. The only way that it would affect you now, rather, is if it happened to you in the past. So let's say that, I don't know, you got a finger chopped off in a horrible accident. Well, if something were to happen in your future and you were able to come to terms with something, now I don't know how deep this goes on the physical level. Apparently, you're able to heal yourself if that never happened. It's one of these odd 
things. But this spooky action out of distance and this connection to everything, that's where we get this kind of stuff from is because it just makes your mind go crazy. If this is true, which Einstein's able to prove, you're able to prove, then it has such far-reaching implications for everything. This is what I find so damn fascinating. And in the beginning, there was only the, for quantum entanglement, as far as experiments to see it, you have the double slit experiment, which shows the light particles passing through slits and then crossing over on a screen behind it. And those light particles hit that screen. And that was the very first quantum entanglement ever witnessed was the double slit. What I did with my device is I found a way to, to see quantum entanglement, but without the double slit experiment. We, we are using just water to analyze the spectrum, the prism of white light, natural light of our star. So I'm not using man-made artificial light. We're using natural light in our universe in space and and through that i'm able to see this entanglement in a way and capture it with um photographs in a way that no one's ever perceived or seen before it's so interesting and this connection is fascinating uh, i also definitely want to touch on the water element to this because uh, you the water has been touted as the emotional transfer i mean the nakamoto studies in japan about the you know i hate you i love you and the water physically changes form the water is a conductor of all kinds of things. So it's interesting that that's necessary for you to get the information that you are and that it's part of the mechanism of your device. So what do you think, why do you think water plays such an important role in your ability to see these things? Well, I was originally using the water just to break the light into the spectrum. So like if you're holding a water hose and you're spraying it outside and you see the rainbow of colors, you know, and there's rainbows whenever it rains. So it's like, it's always there, the rainbow, the spectrum, the colors, the signs have always been there. So I, I was originally using the water just to create the colors in the spectrum. Scientific work that I've seen published later on is that water actually has memory. In one droplet of water, you could store over a thousand full link movies. And there was a snowflake experiment where there were um, creating these snowflakes while they were exposing them to music composed by Mozart and many other different things. And every single one would be different and unique due to what it was exposed to because the water is taking in this information. It's hearing. It's, it, it must be hearing this information. Somehow the information in sound waves, frequency waves, something is passing in between. And with water, with having memory, and then sunlight, which is photons, particles, every particle of light is a photon. And one centimeter of sunlight, there is over 100 million photons. So now you're not only dealing with water as the memory source, you're dealing with light as an informational, quantum informational source. So you have information, you have memory. The next thing you have is a way to, to pull it out, to demodulate it, to, to tune in that frequency and to, to put them together and combine them in the absolute way and to find the focal point of this information and then tune that focal point in, the possibilities are endless. So interesting. Now, when you were doing this with, uh, you said a water bottle, was it glass or uh, plastic that you were using? It was actually made from plastic. And what they found is that plastic has a great scattering ability 
to scatter light and and it, it scatters light differently than you would say glass would and in the beginning you know i had an idea so i just grabbed whatever i had laying around the house i found a water bottle i put an inch of water in it i found my my webcam my logitech i found my laptop and um i went out and did this experiment and i had i needed something black and metal like that refrigerator i had in california so i used a paint and spackle mixer it was carbon steel and i project the light to it and and from that these images are appearing in about three inches of um of area which is the equivalent to almost a hundred billion photons all entangled to form coherent images of objects that have bilateral symmetry therefore these entities look like human beings they there's objects one of the images i captured was a galileo spyglass there was an alien being riding a beam of light looking through the rear end of a telescope this telescope was witnessed in the spectrum of our star the sun now it's a message saying you can see us and we can see you and galileo invented the telescope years and years ago and he was the first person to see out well that's the difference with this experiment you know it's similar to a telescope but it's not it's more like spectroscopy but it's also analyzing distant light so galileo was looking out and seeing things at a distance and making it appear closer with his telescope his spyglass with this device that i made i'm not looking at a distance I'm taking astronomical light coming in and demodulating that light and pulling the information and data out. With this technology, there's a good way you could reverse engineer it and create telescopes to see in other galaxies like I'm seeing you. So interesting. Now, when you said that you're able to capture images of entities, have you been able to video them in motion or what what does that look like even if you tried that? Through the sunlight experiment, because there's two forms of this experiment. You have the sunlight experiment and you have the moonlight experiment. Mm. With the sunlight experiment, you need metal to project the light too. With the moonlight experiment, you do not need metal. I take the camera, I put it directly on the bottle at the bottom with the inch of water. I aim it towards the moon. And now you're just taking in the reflection of the moonlight, which is sunlight reflecting off the moon, which is made of metal. And that light projects into the camera through the water as it passes through the water i captured video and in the video you can actually see three entities forming you have a green looking reptile form in the middle you have a horse on the left hand side but it looked like a, a non-physical horse it didn't look like a horse it looked like a horse's spirit and then on the right you had a woman like peeking through with her head and this was all captured in live video like you can see it just start forming forming and forming and as it's forming you can see it like rippling back rippling back really fast and then boom it's crystal clear for a second and then it fades but during this video there was unexplained sounds with the moonlight experiment heard and these sounds were like lion growls so you heard one lion coming on one side like growling and then you heard another one growling so like you heard these unexplained growls and that was the first time I captured unknown audio with the sunlight experiment back to what we were conversating on. 
I have videos of actual objects forming through this experiment. I believe they're around five to six minutes where I took video of my light session and I put them on and you could see it as it's going. But through the experiment, usually I take digital still frame photographs, but you can run video and take screenshots of the video and still see into whatever we're seeing. It's so interesting, man. And yeah, I was wondering if rather than just an image, you could see it in motion, you know, rather than form to an image and then out, you know, like if you could see something running or a spaceship moving or like a alien winking at you or something like that. Like if there's some sort of kinetic element to the figures that you see rather than just them forming, being a static image that you're able to photograph and even see in the video and then unforming, meaning that it takes a form, a still form, and then dissolves back in and perhaps brings another one in or another entity you're able to glimpse at. Uh, do you think that duration of exposure to the entities has any effect on what comes through? I have asked them questions, and what I've noticed is a lot of them seem to be, they all seem to, to know each other. Um, and there was one, a bald man, who appeared in five of my early photographs, but he seemed to be bringing other species in and showing them. And he was like pointing, like they can see now, they can see us. And he would bring two, three different entities. And he did that for two years. Um, so they're acknowledging being seen. I've asked questions when I'm doing the experiment. How can I trust you? How can I trust? Because in the beginning I was very scared. I was very worried about what I'm contacting. Cause in the beginning I thought it was just ghosts, but then I started getting visited by UFOs two weeks later. So I asked them a question. I said, how can I trust you? And they put an image of a stuffed animal that I had when I was a child, a gremlin that I used to have on my couch. And they put that in the light. So they showed me something I had when I was a small child, basically saying you can trust us is how I took it. Oh, that would creep me out more. That'd be like, hang on. So you've been monitoring me the whole damn time. You've been in my home, you know, my childhood home. That's wild, man. When I was younger, I had a dream and my cousin was staying over and I was sleepwalking. And what happened was my dream is I went outside and met with a UFO and aliens. We used to watch a lot of X-Files. So I'm like 10, 11 years old. I went and held her closet door shut. And then, so no one could get out. I poked my head to see if anyone was watching. And then I left and then I walked outside and she said I was outside walking in circles for like 15 minutes. And then I was talking to somebody and then I just went in. And that was when I had this stuffed animal in the same childhood home. So I don't know if it's all connected, but in the end, I, once I made the discovery, I started getting visited by UFOs within two weeks after I realized that it was also extraterrestrial. So there's a lot involved with this new branch of science. So speaking of connection, let's discuss the connection between the paranormal and extraterrestrials or non-human intelligences. The connection that I've found, and this is through my experiments, you know, the physical form, the non-physical, is that it it is our consciousness, our soul, our spirit. It's something. I can't pinpoint exactly what it is at this time. The only thing I can say is that I'm seeing these anomalies and, and it, it looks and, and appears like spirits and ghosts. So what we could do with this is use it as a foundation. And once scientists get involved and they develop this technology to its fullest extent through quantum physics, macroscopic quantum phenomena, which I predicted in 2015, 
once we develop this technology, the video that you're watching now will be like the video that we're going to be able to have with this other realm, these entities that we've all been witnessing throughout the eons of time. So now in order for us to ask these hard questions, I feel personally that we need now that we know the frequency, we now need to develop the technology to hone in that frequency just as clear as this video is now. And we will be able to conversate and ask difficult questions to these intelligent life forms that exist out there and find out, is it us? Are we them? Are we them projecting our consciousness? Are we newborns? Are we newborn spirits and energy? And we just keep more spirits are getting born and more spirits are going to the kingdom of heaven. These are all good questions, but in order to get these questions and answers properly without misinterpreting it, we need to have a platform so we can physically see it with the classical form of physics. And this is what's so interesting about this too, is that you're getting answers, that you got the gremlin, that they're interacting with you in this way. This is fascinating because there was this project a long time ago, Project Looking Glass, allegedly. Uh, and this story is about how they were able to uh, see back into um, the Gettysburg Address and they could see it like nobody knew they were there. So it's like they're witnessing it um, like camouflaged or something, but they're able to see this. Uh, and then also um, Jesus's crucifixion. There's this whole idea that there's this machine and you can witness things, but you don't physically interact with it. But based on your information, it sounds like either way, just by the observation of it, you affect it, right? That's what quantum physics tells us. What I think is so interesting about your experiment in particular is that you are getting a two-way kind of communication with this. It's fascinating to me, man. And what we're looking at in the universe, the universe is huge. I mean, our Milky Way galaxy is 100,000 light years across, and there's trillions of galaxies. We're talking over 2 trillion in the observable universe. And in order to communicate long distance... You can't use radio waves and you have to use a new form to communicate that information instantaneously. And in order for us to perceive this information, this is what scientists have been searching for. They call it the holy grail of physics is what they call it. But it's a area of, of physics that is known but it's not understood because we have no way of controlling it. We have no way of observing it. This is all discussing the quantum physics, the spirits. We have been taking photographs of ghosts since the camera was invented, but we could take a photograph of it, but we can't talk to it. Therefore, we can't test it in an experiment. And now physicists are now speculating because 95% of our universe is invisible. So 5% makes up the visible part that we see. The rest is just hold space together. What they're saying now is this dark matter, this dark energy, the 95% of our universe that's invisible could be information. That, that, that mass that's invisible, it's weightless, it travels through anything everything it'll pass through us our our star our star the sun is creating uh, neutrinos and these neutrinos are invisible but right now they're passing through my body hundreds of millions of neutrinos information that's invisible and is not affected by our physical reality it passes right through the core of earth 
and nothing stops it, but it's moving at the speed of light. With quantum entanglement, once you harness this technology, you could use these particles, not the neutrinos, but we're talking the visible light spectrum, this light that's coming down. You can use it to, to form connections with other people in other galaxies very far away instantly because quantum entanglement is instantaneous. So you could be in a galaxy that's two trillion light years away. So long as your photons were entangled and you could entangle those photons with your star systems throughout the entire universe, you would have a galactic universal frequency to communicate instantly with anyone. God, that's mind blowing. It's like the device you created um, is kind of like the first uh, communication tool, really. I mean, you're basically you've created like a cup on a string kind of a thing, like about how moms used to talk to their kids in their in their tree forts and stuff. It's like this rudimentary, but really you're on to something with this. It started the cup and string to be able to then go to the phone, you know, or all this stuff. I'm not sure which was invented first, but you understand the, the metaphor here that really you've invented a way, a device on your own, by the way, which is absolutely fascinating what you've been able to do uh, that c can communicate possibly with the a little bit more study in advance like i can't wait to see what this is going to look like what your device looks like with a massive funding budget or with um, anybody putting any sort of thing into materials with this to say oh i've got this type of material if you actually just switch it to titanium and paint it black or that you know um ultra black you know uh, where it's darker than dark and you can't see anything maybe that would affect things in a way and tweak in a way but what i love is that you have all of the elements put together have you switched out anything like, let's say, the bottle, um, a different metal surface? I know that you spoke about the difference between the sunlight and the moonlight, which I, I think is fascinating that you even thought about. Um, but have you been able to kind of interchange any of the pieces of your device to see if you could get different results? The 2018 experiment, because I, I do more research now than I do anything else. Also, I spent a lot of time communicating the results to my, my, my experiment from 2015 all the way up to 2018. That's four years of experimenting nonstop. So the last four years I've been spending communicating the results to people and other people. But what I did, I changed up in 2018. And I instead of having no background behind the metal surface that I'm using, I put a black background behind it. So there was no background noise and all I was using was the sunlight and the water. And that's what it comes down to water, sunlight, metal, three things. And you're able to create this frequent, you're able to tune this frequency. So with the device, I did change the background and I still was able to, that's when I captured the man with the beard and I believe he was bald still, but he did have a beard and the beard shocked me because I've never seen hair in any of my photographs. So I just assumed no one has hair where I'm seeing, but then he came out with the beard. So he let his beard go. So that was very important. Fine. So interesting. You know, uh, and I just keep thinking about that. Maybe uh, you're tuning into like a mirror or a device like this that does work like this everywhere else except here. Right. We're just now figuring this out. Thanks to you. Uh, and perhaps that maybe they're kind of walking by like someone would on the street and you hear an old um, payphone ring and you're just like, who's that? And you just pick it up and answer the call with something, something crazy. They're just wrong number. Right. It's somebody that didn't know what they were doing that got that 
uh, end of the line. And so, you know, in my mind, I'm, I'm sitting here and when you described like the uh, man that kept bringing people over, it's kind of interesting. It's kind of like one of those things to where there's, again, like a, this device or something, maybe they thought it was broken or maybe it worked just fine. And you came through on the other side. And so now everybody's excited. They're like, we got an answer. Kind of like what we look at at um, SETI, you know, where we're sending radio signals out. We're wanting to get them back, which I know that your work uh, touches on as well. But it seems like maybe we you're the message that they got back. Like they created this device and somebody, you, finally figured this out. I love looking at it that way, that it's something to where like they've built one side of a time machine or a Stargate and you're able to kind of replicate it. And yet that's why you're worthy of communication with these folks is because you figured it out. You've So you I know, answered the phone as I was walking down yes, the street. Yes. I just picked up the phone and someone happened to be there. Even better, and, you created another phone that looks totally different that can dial that frequency. And somebody was shocked that you that somebody made a call on it. You know what I mean? They were surprised. The very first photograph, I caught them off guard. They had no knowledge that I could see them. So the very first photograph ever taken, it showed like a ritual. There was a man wearing a tall robe. He had like a little pointy hat. It was silver. It was black and reddish color. And But there was a bald man kneeled down wearing a black coat. He was the one who continued to show up for two years. Um, he was kneeled down in front of the man with the tall robe and he was holding a brown bowl in his hands. And the man wearing the robe was washing something in his hands. And, and you could see like something dripping, like a red material. And the bowl was brown. And the color brown is not even in the light spectrum. So it was very strange. That's not the first brown object that appeared. Other reptile entities have appeared brown too in the spectrum. And that I caught them off guard that they didn't know I could see them. But after that photograph, one minute later, that's when the, the spirit was looking in. And every photograph taken after the first photograph, they're always looking in. They're always right side up, just how I'm right side up right now. I never have to flip an image upside down. I never have to turn it sideways. They're always the same focus. It's always right side up. And there's no editing on these photographs. The, the, the photographs were taken. There's no edits whatsoever. I mean, it is what it is. It's, it's beyond what many can conceptualize as um, strange or normal. It's something out there. Uh, uh, let me let me run you down something to conceptualize. So whenever you said that they were doing a ritual, uh, immediately what came to mind was is that they were summoning you to interact with them. So think about this, man. And again, speculation wildly. We don't have to, none of this is provable. But let's say that maybe that's what you were witnessing was a ritual to call in you. And really due to the hundredth monkey effect, which is why your work has gone so unrecognized and now scientists are starting to pick it up, you seem to be like ground zero for this. And you seem to at some level just be open enough to receive the information to be curious enough to walk down this line. But Again, due to quantum physics, due to instant communication, perhaps what they were doing was sending you the messages the whole time to investigate this at a ritual level on some end, and it worked. And they actually were able to get you subconsciously, quantum physics and all, to build this damn thing. And then now they're able to communicate with you. That's why they were so, so shocked is because it worked. They the UFOs you. followed me for two years. Um, the very first one was a giant orange spear, a sphere. Two weeks after I made the discovery, it came into my backyard. It hovered. It just kept coming closer and closer and closer. It was the size of the moon. 
if you were looking into the sky and it just kept coming closer and closer and you could see a black substance swirling inside and it just kept moving closer and closer and closer and then it stopped and then i went to go grab my camera and it just started slowly moving away into the east and then after that it was just white orbs these giant they look like stars but sometimes they would come down and they were pretty big i was driving home one night and we were playing at a Halloween party. Uh, my band was, and I was dropping my drummer off and we had a white UFO come over the top of the car and then went into the road in front of us. And I looked at my, my friend, Phil, and I was like, did you see what I just seen? And he was like, I don't know what I just seen. So for two years, they kept following me. And I think because they were trying to keep me focused on it. And then after they knew like, okay, he's got this information, he's laid it out, he's putting it out there. They kind of taken a break. So they don't visit me as much, but I'm still doing what they originally wanted me to do. And that is communicate this information to the public. All this information is public. Um, my methods have been public since 2015. The reason my methods are public is so that other people can do the experiment and run their own tests and feel free to use whatever type of device you can find, but you just got to know the frequency and then develop it. It's like the most transparent thing ever. That's so cool. This is like when people uh, come up with a life-changing technology and just release the patents. You're like, guys, just go for it. You know, I don't want to make any money on this. I just want you guys to be able to enjoy this as well. Uh, it seems... Go ahead. All that information has been provided free and it continues. So this is developing. Anytime I have new information come my way, I'm posting it on my Facebook at Bent Light. Or um, if it's important, I will write an article and then publish it onto my website. So like, this is still a developing story. Like things are still coming together and, and it's just coming together rather fastly this year. But I, I do look forward in the future to not only having more publications as far as theories and other possible things, but also new discoveries as well. And just to remind everybody, of course, every way that they can find you is going to be linked down in the show notes. So guys, check out his website and his articles. Phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Again, I only get the best on here and, and you're that man. So, uh, you know, what's interesting about this too, is you are definitely a CE5 contact. So you've seen stuff, but have, do you feel like you're an experiencer in the way that you've been taken and abducted in any way? Not in any way at all. I, I just feel like a very curious human being who just had an idea. I've always been close. Like when I'm working in places that are inhabited by spirits, I can always feel them when I walk into a room or sometimes I'll set up my phone and I'll just record audio or video. They're always talking to me. So it's like, I feel a connection to this non-physical realm and I feel they want someone to hear them. However, a lot of the EVPs that I would record is just a simple hello or or hey hey or it's just like one word phrases there's never like a conversation like me and you were talking i mean if we could do that we would know a lot so somehow the entities here on earth are limited to their abilities but the entities that are beyond earth have limitless abilities so bridging that gap finding that communication frequency and talking to them that's when we'll get the answers that we want and there was an old church i was working at where i did capture the hello um, as I was leaving, I had to shut off all the lights and I was walking out the door. And when I turned the corner, I still had a ways to go to get to the door. You heard, I heard the voice say, you're a good painter. Just like that. 
I wish I would have been recording. I didn't capture it, but I was restaining and finishing their wood uh, doors and trim and a ghost complimented my work. Well, you know, it's been dusty and needed to be done for a long time. If you're going to be stuck in a place, you know, energetically, you're going to want it to be tip top, you know, change that light bulb over there. Thank God you finally got to the staining. I appreciate that. That's now that is a clue to what we're possibly going to be able to do with this technology. Not only are we communicating with life after it leaves Earth, we're communicating with what many consider to be aliens or others interpret to be angels. Now we may be able to build the same device, which I originally built my device for, and talk to actual ghosts in places where they're inhabited or haunted. And if we could go in there and set up a device and talk to them like we're talking to each other now, we could understand them. We could also understand what's above and possibly help them move on to the next level. This is so interesting. It's like a technological mediumship. I mean, you're able to communicate with things via a technology rather than an intuitiveness that a lot of people can't hear. And we are theorizing this due to the frequency that I discovered and then what we're looking at are possibilities in the future. You know, two frequency. I, awesome, by the way. Just I love everything about this. So two frequency. I'm, I'm actually very curious. Are you familiar with cymatics at all? Uh, I'm not familiar with That's that. That's okay. Not, not a lot of people are. Uh, so cymatics is just basically where they put a speaker under a metal sheet and then they sprinkle some sort of granule on it or um, some sort of dust or uh, sand or something like that, right? And then they play a single tone frequency that vibrates through that metal sheet and it'll rearrange the, uh, I guess, stuff on there, the granules or sand or whatever, and it rearranges into new patterns. And every time you change the tone, uh, either increase or decrease, it doesn't matter, just any change, it'll reconfigure the pattern and make it basically like a visual representation of the, you know, of middle F or something like that, or of 538 Hertz. It basically, there's a visual representation of it. So my question and what, what makes me want to ask you this is, is Sound is very important in vibration, and we know that, Tesla, a lot of folks know this, and some say it's the secret to the building of the pyramids and all of this, but have you incorporated or thought to incorporate some sort of tone to reorganize the pattern of the water and then shoot through that to see if it affects anything or if you're able to basically use it like a, like a dial to tune into a new channel or entity? Well, I hope I'm able to get this name correctly, but the last name is pretty difficult, but David... Scheimeyer is a physicist that I'm following and he's experimenting with exactly what you're saying. I'm following him on Facebook. Now he's using the frequency and he's able to tune it with the tuner. He has this device that he built and he has water on top and a, and a light source and then a camera angle and the images of the frequency of light and water that he's able to capture with his device are amazing. I mean, every different tune that he tunes it to creates different colors and, and designs and patterns. And some of these patterns I've seen through his work, I analyze and look into, and I'm, I'm seeing similarities throughout my work through the information of light processing. So, I mean, understanding the frequency and combining other people's work together would help us to understand is the water need to have a certain frequency to tune it if you could tune the water could you tune the frequency and then if you had the light source stationary and everything was aligned perfectly are you going to have a projection of a window that can see 
anything and anywhere in the universe? Yeah, that's possibly. the idea. To I mean, just to keep everything in a line and then the only variable really would be then the tone, right? So you can do it as sort of a control. I would be fascinated to see what that yields if you're able to um, kind of incorporate that in any way because it's a single tone thing. So basically you would take the experiment that this gentleman is doing, uh, nailed the last name, by the way, I'm not even going to try it. You did it. Uh, and then you basically just take and infuse your setup right with this tone and that's the only adjustment you make to it is is kind of adjusting tones and things like that because what's interesting about this too is that really i mean this place and a lot of people talk about this is just a set of vibrations you are a vibration music is a frequency right light all of this stuff sound all of it's connected in this way as well which then of course translates out into everything else but if you're able to lock this in on a particular frequency. Maybe that's what we're looking at here. You know, the human vision, sound, everything, our hearing, we only get a certain range of frequencies and we know that there's a lot outside of that. We can at least observe that. And so it'd be interesting is, is if you were able to incorporate again, these tones that we are able to hear and even some that we can't like a dog whistle or like some ultra low tones like the brown noise or something maybe make aliens poop themselves on the other side who knows it it's just a fascinating thing that i would be very interested to see uh what you thought about it and if you'd want to implement something like that i've i've just recently i've been following his work for i would say nine to months to a year but i just recently started seeing a lot of the photos that he's dropping and he's dropping like 700 to a thousand photos and they're all insane but um when it comes to technological development i discovered the frequency i put water sunlight metal together yes but that's my limit that's as far as i can bring it so like i discovered it but now incorporating other stuff into it that is something that we'll be developing in the future but what i'm hoping for is quantum physicists around the world will just see this and then reverse engineer it and develop it properly I mean, it's there. It just needs to be developed. And then back to Notre Dame had a black bowl and he used light and water and he's seen things and predicted things. And I'm using light and water in a black surface. He had a black bowl. Um, Edward and John Kelly worked for the queen i'm not exactly sure what year but they were also doing similar work where they were using light frequencies and water and bowls and they were supposedly communicating with spirits and angels and at the time i think people then probably thought they were crazy for what they were doing but with through my experiment using the same technology they had then except for i'm incorporating a a digital camera to actually photograph it you know maybe it's there maybe you can see it without the camera for a split second but it's so fast it's there and it's gone faster than you can move your hands so then the digital camera is helping me to photograph what they were witnessing 500 600 years ago it's so interesting dude i I could, of course, talk to you about this forever, but I'm going to ask you one more question. We're going to wrap it on this. And of course, I'm going to link all the ways to find you. And then, of course, dude, you're welcome back any damn time. You and I have so much more to talk about, but this was a great introduction to let people research your work, get to know a little bit more about you. Linked articles in the show notes, guys, definitely check this thing out. So I, I'd like to wrap it on just a question about mind manipulation and thought control through quantum technology. What I found is that 
the neurons in the brain, they're all, they actually produce biophotons. These photons are particles of light and our brain sends electrical signals and electrical also is a form of electromagnetic spectrum. It's light. Um, so all this light and information inside our brain, it holds memory, it holds our thoughts, everything. And that biophoton is able to be manipulated by quantum physics. We're using quantum entanglement. So when you could send information, uh, whether I'm talking to you through this entanglement, like telepathy, or if I'm communicating with someone else in another realm or universe, I'm using my brain and I'm connecting, I'm hearing, I'm seeing, but I'm not able to, to photograph. And the only explanation for that is how that information is transferred is quantum entanglement. Now, mind manipulation, once you understand this technology, it can become very dangerous. What you could do is input thoughts into people's brains. You could tell people what to do when some people say they hear voices um they're hearing people talk that could be a form of their brain where the entanglement processes is 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 not where it needs to be and they're hearing things that are around them that they shouldn't be hearing and these things around them are maybe dark entities negative entities that are telling them or, or like whispering hey do this or hey do that that's mind manipulation now the military could evolve this technology to input information into your brain wirelessly they could encode the data via these biophotons if it was completely understood so not only is a technology very dangerous it might already be in use by evil or dark energy on this planet but by connecting with this higher realm this frequency that's not on the planet now we can talk to them and ask them what's going on Tell us what is really going on here on Earth and what's going on where you are and where you are, I believe, to be the source where we go after we leave Earth. You know, what's so deep about this, too, is it really may be what you've created in physical reality is the way that we process information anyway. If you think about the elements of your experiment and your device, really, um, we receive light and natural photons through our eyes, which, you know, we're, we're a ton of water percentage wise, and our brain is in a black space. So, you know, all of the elements of your device are within us, and it's the way that we perceive our reality, which, of course, then could be, okay, well, then really you're just mirroring back a reality or you create it as you go based on light information and your thoughts and how you process it. it it's very fascinating, William, dude. And you came, you crushed, man. So I've got, like I said, so many things more that I want to talk to you about, but I think this is a good time to cut it because these are melting minds out here and they're definitely going to want to research your work further, which is, guys, bent light all the ways to find Lawrence down. William Lawrence is down in the show notes. Dude, thank you so much, man. This is unbelievably incredible. I, we have so much more, like I said, to talk about. You will be back. Right. And I'm going to further develop more things. And my, my, my ultimate goal with this information, like I said, I went public early. The methods have been public since 2015. My goal right now is to communicate my results and have scientists investigate the discovery. That's the only thing I'm asking for is someone to investigate the evidence that I've gathered with my new device that I invented to analyze the solar spectrum. And it's that simple. It's that simple. No big when deal. When that investigation <laughs> is initiated, we will then have a way to communicate 
with other civilizations in our universe. Whether those other civilizations are are us, we will find out. We will get that answer once we develop this technology. God, what this reminds me of, man, is like the people that build engines that run on water. You know what I mean? And uh, then nobody wants them to know that, but they actually can do that. Or like electric cars that were around like 200 years ago or something. Uh, this is what this feels like, that you're a pioneer in discovering a technology that's been actively suppressed. I think that you really have stumbled onto something here that um, the, the people in charge are not going to want you to get out. But... We're changing that because this is going out to a very wide wide audience here and uh, your word's out, so they can't put a cap on it now. And I'm excited to see where you go from here. That's why, of course, dude, you're, you're welcome on any damn time you want. Um, just like I said, dude, you're a badass. Thanks again for everything. All right. Thank you, Brandon. Damn, that stuff's fascinating. William is incredibly interesting. And like I said at the beginning here, guys, go check out his website linked in the show notes, Bent Light. Uh, unbelievable information. He is just starting with this. I know he's been working on it for a long time, but he is coming to some incredible, incredible discoveries that are really launching in the next direction. This guy could be the damn link between science and spirituality. I'm going to say it, so I said it. There you go. Anyway, uh, check the show notes, guys, for all the ways to find him. Absolutely fascinating. William, thank you so much for your time, brother. This was awesome, man. Definitely have you back on, brother. All right, while you guys are down there checking Ben out as well, take a little bit of time and check out our resource links. So we have Food Forced Abundance if you'd like to get your freedom from fear on, and who the hell doesn't? Uh, Libsyn if you'd like to start your own damn podcast, and I highly recommend everybody do that. Uh, two months free with that link down there. Also, Amazon, if you're going to buy any damn thing on Amazon, feed that beast through our link. It helps the show. This is just a good way to get that energy flowing in. Also, Opus, if you've had any paranormal experiences, anything that you can't explain, uh, then definitely reach out uh, to Opus, which is the Organization for Paranormal Understanding and Support. They have all the resources and the network to uh, be able to help you out there. And if nothing else, they're a wonderful ear and a really cool community. Love those guys over there. So keep doing what you're doing, Opus. Phenomenal job. While you're down in the show notes as well, check out expandingrealitypodcast.com. That is how you expand your experience with us here on the show. It's got everything from socials to merchandise to the extra stuff, the stuff we can't put on YouTube because it's way too hot for YouTube. We throw that up there for free. Uh, lives are replayed there, guys. We are um, starting a live series over there called The Co-Collective Creative as well. That's a huge project that I've really invested a lot of time and energy in, and I'm very excited to roll that out. Uh, and all the other good stuff is over there, guys. So just go check out expandingrealitypodcast.com located in the show notes. And that's where all of it can be found. Kind of a central hub. All right, guys. So go out into this incredibly mysterious place that only gets more mind baffling. And uh, y'all just pick up a piece of litter. Go ahead and uh, be nice to everybody that you come across. It's really just you anyway, right? So when you start viewing it that way, you have a lot more patience and a lot more love. So let's take the opportunity of ourselves to be a greater grander version of ourselves and take yourself up on that it's really really cool while you're doing that another great way to kind of raise the vibe would be just to unprovoked get somebody in line around you a coffee or a meal something like that it's super small but man that sends those ripple waves through and you have no idea how it will affect somebody's day just by that simple act it's incredible while you're out there as well, of course, uh, not sure if I said pick up a piece of litter, but I meant to. So if I didn't, pick up two pieces of litter. There you go. And also, uh, go out into this incredibly mysterious place, get out of the left-hand lane, and y'all just be good to one another. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you next time. This is the story of The One. 
As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.